All right, Sam, let's get that thing piped down. Let's get back to Miss Nancy there, who's waiting anxiously in the great state of Virginia. Is that correct? That is true, Central Virginia. We're Central Virginia? Okay. Yeah, uh, right beautiful state. Of Richmond. Yeah. I love, I love the way that Western Carolinians talk with that uh, almost got a Canadian accent without, you know, how they talk uh, that from Staunton and those places out there. I just remember that's the way Eustace Mullins used to talk. Yeah, Stan. Yes. Yeah, whatever it is. It's not pronounced like it's written. But are you were you familiar with Eustace Mullins and his work? No. Oh, you're kidding. Well, you know this guy that we heard about earlier uh, in the hour, Howard Griswold. Well, he he was like one of those guys. He was one of the patriarchs of our movement. You can go on. He wrote. Gosh, over 20 books. His his life story is interesting and fascinating. And I had the opportunity to meet him in person several times, hear him lecture in person, and had a number of his books. He was the first guy that wrote a book on the Federal Reserve. You need to look into Eustace Mullins, Nancy. He's one of your state, your own state right there. Okay, He's got a wealth of books. Murder by Injection is the only uh, a history of the American Medical Association that's ever been written. Uh, he wrote the very first book on the Federal Reserve, Secrets of the Federal Reserve. He went to oh. 21 publishers. That's a fascinating story. Okay, Went to 21 publishers in New York. They all agreed to publish the book, and the next day they all called and canceled. He had to take that book to Germany to get it published. And after it was published, it was getting ready to get loaded on the plane on the tarmac at the airport. They came and seized Secrets of the Federal Reserve, and it was the only book burned in Germany since World War II. Wow. wrote a book called The New World Order, several other real, real great researcher, and he's one of your fellow Virginians there. You ought to look into him and know a little bit about him. Eustace Mullins, E-U-S-T-A-C-E Mullins, just like it sounds. Well, I've written that down. Yeah, go do a little research on him. You can find a number of his books online, but he was quite an American. They tried to kill him numerous times. Uh, it was very interesting, the story is, and for the audience that doesn't know this, if you want some validity behind these books. He was, uh, he was from, uh, was, how do you pronounce it, Staunton? Well, Stanton. Stanton, okay. Well, he's from Stanton, Virginia, and ended up in D.C. in college, and one of his college professors knew Ezra Pound. Do you know who Ezra Pound was? I no, I know. don't. Ezra Pound was the only person that, that edited three Nobel-winning poets. Hemingway and two others, Keats and a couple other people. Anyway, he was really turned on to what was going on. And during World War II, he went over to Europe and started broadcasting back about the Jews and the bankers on a big, big, uh, huge shortwave uh, radio station out of front, out of uh, Italy. Uh, FDR sent troops over there and arrested him and brought him back to the States. And they threw him in uh, plus an insane asylum outside of D.C., St. Elizabeth's is the name of it, and interred him there for years with no charges. And so because Eustace's college professor knew Ezra Pound, he would send Eustace over and spend Friday afternoons with Ezra Pound at St. Elizabeth's. And say, and Ezra Pound would tell him where to look. Well, the advantage Eustace had was his other job. He was going to school, and his other job was he was a page at the Library of Congress. And so he could go down in the basements where all that unarchived material is and go search out all this stuff Ezra Pound was telling him to look for, okay? 
And that's where Secrets of the Federal Reserve came from. All right. And at one point, Eustace was so familiar with the building that he found a bedroom and a bathroom down in, I guess there's levels underneath the Library of Congress. And he found a bedroom and a bathroom down there. And on Friday, he'd sneak down there and they'd lock Library of Congress and he'd have this whole, whole, whole control of the whole thing all weekend. <laughs> So oh, wow. he was a he-, oh, he was a heck of a guy. Look into him; you'll be impressed. Okay. I will. I I have made a note. So I I feel more comfortable. Um, I mean, I'm getting pretty close to uh, and ready to go ahead and um, get my declaration, uh, an affidavit of citizenship. Um, uh, evidence let's cover- done and send that in. Well, I'm proud for you, and you do that at your own comfort level, you know. And I've never told yeah. anybody to do this ever, because the reason being is everything's got to be voluntary, and it's your voluntary choice if you want to change statuses. It's not my place to tell you to do it, okay? It's my place to let you know you've got an option and a choice you didn't know you had and educate you to the point where you can get your confidence up and go, well, I'm going to do this. All that stuff's solid and move forward. So if you want to do that, tickle to death, but I'm never going to tell you to do it. The other question that you had was even more interesting to me, not why they don't nationalize or, excuse me, capitalize the word national i've never seen them capitalize it if it excuse me my stomach keeps wanting to give me back up here i've never seen them capitalize it unless it was at the start of the sentence okay and i don't know that i've ever even seen that but that's the place you would capitalize it otherwise um but you asked me why wouldn't you say i'm a u.s national of the united states of america the reason for that is because you already state that in another way earlier in the first paragraph of the declaration. And that is, I, Nancy from Virginia, do solemnly swear under the penalty of perjury of the laws of the United States of America. So you've already told them that. Um, If you want to go and get verification of this, go to Title 28 of the United States Code. That's Treasury, usually. That's their, you know, they assign subject matter to these different volumes. 28 is Treasury, I believe, and you want to go to Section 1746, 1746. And in that section, there is what's called a jurat, legally. You would better know that is what we just talked about, penalty of perjury. That's called a jurat, okay? And there's two jurats right there in the United States Code in the Treasury book. And, and they both say almost the same thing. And the first one says, I, Nancy, do solemnly swear under penalty of perjury of the laws of the United States, the foregoing to be true and correct. The second one, that's called within. They label that within. And they label the second one without. So one of them is within or inside the federal government, the one I just read to you. And the other is without or outside the federal government. And it says, I, Nancy, from Virginia, do solemnly swear under uh, penalty of perjury of the laws of the United States of America, the foregoing is true and correct. So all they did on the one internally for the federal governments took off of America. So that is already, and we use the without jurat in that sample declaration. So you've already said you're of the United States of America in the jurat, and all you have to tell them is you're a national. That's why you don't have to do that. Yeah, well, and actually, the I have the copy of the jurat of that statute, and actually, the one that's within 
the United States. It doesn't mention anything about the United States. It says, I declare or certify, verify, or state under penalty of perjury that the foregoing is true and correct. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, that's, that's one within. One within. Yeah, so they leave that completely. Anything about under the laws of the United States, they, they don't include any of that part of that section, whereas the one that you mentioned, um, the executed without, um, you know, outside the jurisdiction, that's where it they, yeah. I think I think they got that within and without verbiage from the slaughterhouse cases, which was the first case on the 14th Amendment in 1871. Mm-hmm. And it was taken to the U.S. Supreme Court by French white butchers. And they were trying to take the case against the state of Louisiana uh, under the auspices of the Privileges and Immunities Clause of the new 14th Amendment. And in the decision, the justices said, you know, your remedy lies without the federal government. And in other words, it's all in the state of Louisiana. You're bringing this up on charges that don't even apply to you because you're white butchers, not black slaves. And we empathize with you and sympathize with you. And we'd like to take your case up, but bring it up on some grounds we can consider and we'll do it, basically is what that's saying. And that's where they use within and without. That's it's just catchy. And then I saw it later on, years later, in the statute there in Title Twenty Eight. So, just a little background. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh, very helpful to see the distinction. And um, well, you know, you can also- go through the code if you know what you're looking for. You can go all through the U.S. Code and see it over in Title Forty Two which is the uh, Civil Rights Division, the Civil Rights Course under 14th Amendment. But Title 42 is all civil rights stuff. And in 1983 and 1986, both, those, those sections, they say the privileges and immunities of the citizens of the United States are the same as the white citizens. That's, that's right there in the United States Code. So don't call me racist. It's those, those folks, okay? And that's where... That's Title 42, uh-huh. Section 1983 and 1986 both use that same verbiage, I believe. Okay, Title 42, that sounds familiar. And I remember I, I mentioned uh, when I first reached out to you that um, I got fired from my state job because I did not comply with Nor- then-Governor Go- Northam's um, executive order for yeah. state employees to disclose their uh, COVID back status, right? So I you got a lot. Under the set, I was uh, I was protected under federal statutes, but that didn't, you know, as a Fourteenth Amendment uh, citizen, but that didn't help me in that particular situation. I mean, hey, I was. Have you thought? I was, have you thought about? Have you thought about taking them to court on this now? Well, I initially did under, I framed my response initially before I was fired under the Americans with Disability Act because they're regarding me, uh, co- being infectious with COVID qualifies as a disability under the ADA because it's a disease that's neither transitory nor minor. So they were regarding me and keeping a record of a disabled disability that they regarded me as having, and they weren't substantiating with any evidence that that was so, right? Of course, so, but they of course didn't, not. It didn't, yeah. So, and I had the, uh, I paid for some 
consults uh, assistance with a group called the Zunga, and not to disparage them, um, but in my case, after I filed my federal civil civil suit, um, they kind of showed that they weren't prepared, and I felt like I was being left out, hanging, being made vulnerable. Um, and I've since come to learn, so I withdrew that civil suit. And since the summertime and recently with you uh, getting exposed to your uh, information, learning about trust and equity, I don't know if that is, that's not necessarily what you focus on, but saying in, in going a federal lawsuit would be in there, it wouldn't, as I'm, I haven't done my changing my status yet, so it, that would be appropriate, but I don't want to go into their you know jurisdiction. Well, I, well, I, you know, you might have a remedy there. You, you might noodle on it, not trying to tell you to do anything, but something as this well, I situation. Like, unv- I would like remedy. Uh, af- well, I'd like for you to get get your job and back payback for something that was egregious, quite frankly. But uh, just wait and see what options and what you hear about, and uh, uh, maybe how you can hold their feet to the fire a little bit on that egregious situation. What a what a uh, I'll, I'll reserve my comments. What a unpatriotic governor. He's the one that tried to take all the guns away that got that big gun rally going up there at the Capitol, too, in Richmond, I think. Yeah. Well, well maybe you can get it. Well, I'll tell you what. Here's another, here's another option for you. Why don't you see if you can get your county to secede to West Virginia? <laughs> well, I, I'm not Sisyphus. I'm not interested in pushing up a rock and then having it fall oh, back okay. down on me. But okay. I, I don't think that's what God has in, pl- in mind for me. But okay. uh, Youngkin, the current governor, uh, early December issued an executive order directing all Virginia state agencies to submit a report by mid-January about any individuals and businesses that were negatively actioned um, right. during COVID. So I've thought about submitting uh, some um, affidavit to... I would. I would. And yeah, do it in an affidavit sure. form, too. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking as a an initial um, step shot, currently. Shot, shot over the bow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, great, Nancy. Well, thanks for calling in. I'm glad we got your can't, your uh, questions answered. And look into yeah. Eustace. I th- I, listen, I cannot. I can't. Uh, 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 suggest Eustace Mullins' book strong enough. I've never heard one person negate anything that he read or contradict it, uh, anything that he wrote in over 20 books. Okay. He was quite an American and quite a Virginian. Oh, that's exciting. I'm going to look him up. Thank yep. you so much. I think and thank you, you for your response. You're just a dear, and uh, I appreciate your commitment and your dedication. Well, and I just love I love I love meeting you folks and helping you get free, see? I mean I get the feedback loop I get from that's tremendous. And I don't yeah. charge anybody for this. What I expect the way I expect you to pay me is to learn the information. That's my payment. Learn and have command of the information. Okay? And I'm I'm sharing it with when it feels appropriate. 
Right. And that's how you're going to learn it, too. The best way to learn anything is to teach it. So every time you try and explain this to somebody, you're going to find out the holes that you've got in your understanding. You go back and fill those holes and you go find somebody else to explain it to. See, and that's the way you learn the information. How do you think I've learned it so well? Yes, repetition does have its value. (laughs) Yep. Well, thank you, Nancy. I think I got some other folks holding. I don't want to leave them out in the cold. Thank you, though. Nice to talk to you. Nice talk to meet you too. Okay, Bye-bye. fantastic. Thank you, thank you, Nancy. Uh, Sam, who's who's next, buddy? Philip Hello, Roger. In, in, Philip in OH ten. What was that? How you doing, Philip? I've got I've got some garbled. I'm hearing garbled stuff. It may be on my end of the internet, but so if you could just talk slowly a bit and make sure I want to understand everything you got to say. Thank you for calling in. Okay, yeah, I was just uh getting ready to send in my passport renewal. Oh good. And um I think you answered my question already just with your previous conversation. Um within and without um here on the application it says country and i'm going to be putting in united states of america you you can put usa in or united states of america either one correct yeah yep that's what i'm going to do where 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 in the renewal form does it ask you for your country because i'm just in the process of renewing mine too and just did that a couple weeks ago and have been over that form recently to my not uh, remembering they don't ask you what country you're from in there do they um this I mean, application here, I have the city, state, zip code, and it says country, and then in parentheses, oh. it's if outside okay. the United States. Okay, okay. See, because I, I had to do mine. They made some changes in it, and that's just what I ran into because you do everything electronically now. And mm-hmm. before, on my older passports, I used my U.S. family address. But here, and I'm in Ecuador, and you're filling it out online, they don't. They won't give you the USA as an option. You've got to put an Ecuadorian address. So that's what that must pertain to, okay? Could be. So we put an Ecuadorian address in. It just went right through, but we couldn't find a way to get a USA address in applying for a renewal through their system outside the country. Right. So the other question I had was, did you... when? says date of birth did you use your actual birth date or your born date well i I only know one date to give them so okay that's kind of what i thought too because on my previous passport it's the born date so i'm not going to change it because i don't want to mess anything up so yeah Yeah, i'm not so sure to talk about i'm not so sure i'm not so sure philip about all that patriot mythology right there anyway so uh, use right. the date that's uh, given on your birth certificate. You being in a renewal situation won't have to include an original copy of your birth certificate with the renewal because you did that with the DS-11. But, yes, I'd use what you commonly recognize as your birthday. Yep, that sounds good to me. Okay, I mean, that's the, that's the date they assigned you federal citizenship. <laughs> that's the date you want them to know. Okay. Yep. Because you're because you're unassigning it. Right. And we're we're assigning a commercial break. Sam must like paychecks or something. I don't know. Thanks for calling, Philip. We'll see you soon. You got some you interruptions. Betcha. We'll be right back. See you, buddy. 
consider this. Dead people see only what they want to see. And frankly, most of us are still dead. Let me give you the lessons of gold and five easy lessons. Number one, don't buy it because you need to make money. You buy gold because you need to protect the money you already have. Don't ever look at the price as a barrier. Look at it as an incentive. Number three, don't buy its paper pretenders. We talked about that a lot. Buy gold. Buy the real thing in the form of coins and bullion. Fourth, don't fall prey to glitzy television or Facebook ads. Do your due diligence instead. And that's what I try to provide you with and have for 26 and a half years on the air and 30 years in this profession. Fifth, don't allow naysayers to divert your interest. Allow yourself the right to protect your interests as you see fit. Jeff Bennett here. And one of the ways you can do that is to contact Kettle Moraine Limited. Contact me by calling or texting me at 602-799-8214. 602-799-8214. You can also email me at kettlemoraineltd at cox.net. Let me help you protect your wealth and your family today. Once again, call or text us at 602-799-8214 or visit our website, sierramadrepreciousmetals.com. Be glad to help you out. Be glad to answer your questions. That's what we're here for. No pressure. Just good, hard, common sense. The decision then becomes up to you. American Freedom News is your daily website that will keep you fully informed on what both the good guys and bad guys are doing in the information war in which we are all engaged. Fed up with the lies of the fake news media and the censorship of big tech giants? American Freedom News is the solution as we provide truth and knowledge on all the vital issues of the day. American Freedom News believes in America first. The establishment wants us split into numerous hostile groups rather than uniting in a common cause against the corrupt oligarchy that is plundering America and the world. Many more Americans are waking up and realizing they are the victims of the ongoing Great Replacement and Great Reset. But the malevolent forces trying to systematically destroy America can and will be defeated. Be fully informed by reading American Freedom News, the best news and information site on the Internet. Go to AmericanFreedomNews.us and find out for yourself. That's AmericanFreedomNews.us. Let's see if we get Sam to pipe that down here on the February the 5th edition of the Radio Ranch RBN edition. Do we got any more callers there, Sam? Any victims? Three victims. Three victims. All right. I want to talk to anyone named Francis. Hey, Francis. How you doing? I think I'm here. How are you? I'm good. What part of the beautiful part of North Carolina are you in? That's a lovely state you live in. Well, it does have its moments. I'm on the east side. Oh, you're over uh, there in the lowlands. You're a sand lapper kind of gal. Almost. Uh, All right. Do you, know where, do you know where Interstate 95 is? Yes, basically. Well, not too far from that. Okay. Of course, now, of course, then again, I'm I'm giving you something new that uh, 
the alphabet soup agencies already know about, so go figure. Oh, okay, <laughs> right. It's that so, western part of the state that appeals to me with those mountains and stuff, but go go ahead. Well, yeah, I, I love the area, too. It, it's In New Bern? Are you, are you close to New Bern? Oh, no, no, no. No, no. Okay, well... I used to call on some of those radio stations, but I never, when I was a puppy, but I never went out there. I just called them on the phone. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Well, that would make sense. And you have to excuse the subtle racket in the background. Uh, being I live on a farm, so you're going to have a little bit of noise in the uh, background, so my okay. apologies. I hope, but anyway, it's aside, I hope it's chickens. Well, they are. There are some. I do have chickens, and... Uh, I was basically dealing with some felines that are young. But okay. um, speaking of chickens, um, the uh, <laughs> there's been a lot of things I've heard about that uh, that whole scenario. And uh, quite frankly, I think that was a brilliant stroke of genius about what was pulled off regarding that, uh, especially yeah. with the factories being uh, torched, burned, or destroyed, oh, or whatever yeah. the case was. Well, given you know, listen, you... You you understand what's going on here. You've got to give these sorry satanic bastards respect. You don't have to like them. You can hate them like I do, but you got to respect them. They're Why? a formidable. They're a formidable opponent. Well, you could say that, but the thing is that if you want respect, you have to earn it, and they haven't earned it yet. Not for me. Well, they no. They've earned the respect from doing what they do well. That I'm not saying I'd like them. They earned it. <laughs> They've enslaved a whole damn world with this little trick, and nobody's ever figured well, it out. that's a good point. you got to respect it, them for that. Yeah. Uh, actually, you, you did make one interesting comment earlier about this was the uh, biggest uh, fiasco. Um, that was not your words verbatim, but I had to uh, kind of uh, enhance it a bit. It wasn't of the decade. It was the biggest uh, fiasco or stunt pulled of the millennia. I agree with that. I, I mean, think the last it, two centuries easy. I mean, they've come in and enslaved a whole world by enslaving a key nation and using that to propagate a, 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 a paper currency that became the world's current, uh, reserve currency where they could control other countries of the world with. That's quite an accomplishment. It, I, would, I would have to agree with that. I think. Now, the question I'm wondering is, is <clears throat> for, for the folks that have not rolled up for a shot jab, Compared to the, and basically they've been accused of not keeping others from getting it, for that matter, which I thought, excuse me, don't pass your guilt trip on me. That is, has nothing to do with me to start with, and they should be really ashamed of themselves. But, um, I mean, you can, hey. you, can, you can take a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. How about, so if, you can take, you, how about if you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it think? Oh, I like that. Oh, yeah. I, I like coined that. that one. That's mine. I coined that years ago. <laughs> I like that one. Um, the, the, whole, the whole thing about the shot jab and all that, going to the point that they're going to uh, start doing that to livestock or whatever, to the food supply. The question is, have they already done it? Or Good are question. They planning on, or are I, they planning I, on doing it shortly? I think they're in the middle of it because of something I heard someone say. I think it was Owen Stroyer, who, when he was on vacation back in St. Louis over Christmas, was talking to somebody, and she was a veterinarian, and he mentioned it, and she said, oh, yeah, we're already giving shots. Now, I don't know what kind. I don't. He didn't get into it. But if they're not doing it already, they're damn sure on the verge of it. 
So as far as your livestock goes, like your cows, your chickens, your goats, sheep, whatever have you, for livestock is concerned. Uh, well, you see, here's what I think is the, you're in a really pivotal position, Francine, because you're not going to do that to your animals, I have to presume, okay? And you're obviously a pretty sharp lady. You wouldn't be listening to this program calling in, okay? Oh my and God. so as we get further <laughs> into this, we're going to uh-huh. see more and more localized activity, and people are going to know in your area you've got clean food if you've got extra. And we're going to start building, going back to these localized community and decentralization, which everything needs to be decentralized. Okay, So I see this as a real strong hold card for us in the future as we move forward, really. And, well, true. As long as the – well, I'll put it this way. I have lived in the city, don't get me wrong, but knew that – and this was ironically before this whole uh, pandemic, uh, pandemic got stirred to start with. Uh, I knew we had to get out of the city to start with. Just call it yep. blatant intuition, call it blatant gut feeling, whatever you want to call it. And I did not see any reason why we should not get out of the city at that time. That was a few years beforehand. Uh, were you living? No were, you, why, you, you, were you living in the city at that time? Uh, actually, I was living just inside uh, Raleigh. Okay, the There's, the Tri Cities area. Bingo. One and of the so, one uh, of the only depression proof areas in the country, by the way. Do you know that? Hmm. I would. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> because of all the research in the universities there. Well, that's true. But then again, it's also a major mecca for uh, biotech industry as well. Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. All that makes it recession proof. And so, uh, yeah, well, you could say that actually. Uh, the, the bad part is, is that what they're doing with the biotech. Yeah, I mean, oh, they can print a, I mean, they can paint a pretty picture, but that doesn't mean that what they're actually doing is actually just as pretty no. as what's being portrayed. Uh, believe, believe me, Francine, I saw the Veritas videos. Oof. You know, you know something that that little derb, dweeb, little little uh, fudge packer, sod boy. At that high position of being in charge of all our MNRA, MNRA future research globally, do you know what else? Boy? I'm talking about that little demon that threw that fit when he got caught, okay, on Project oh, Veritas. I guess. Oh. Uh, but the other thing I heard that he's done is he was the lead author on the paper that they wrote that cleared the way for the use of remdesivir. I'm not surprised. I mean, that some, is a little, that's a little demon right there. Yeah. Well, I look at it this way. As far as the so-called elite powers or whatever that uh, oh. think they have control over the people, they can take their shot jab and shove it up their backside. Well, they can take their control over the people and shove it up there, too, right along with it. Okay? Well, th- we thank can, you. We can sever that, and they can go stuff it up their barracks bag because they got no defense. And the only thing <laughs> they can do is to take the mask off and be total open tyrants, and they'll never do that because they don't have that kind of control oh, yet. Oh, definitely not that. Oh, and by the way, when I, I did happen to see the, uh, one video about crimes and cover-up that was on the site. Uh, at first, I was speechless. The second thought, I was angry. And I thought, after I saw the whole thing, I couldn't believe, I mean, well, for one thing, if someone's willing to sit through a two-hour film, they can sit through that, even if they had to split it by an hour or take a break during it. But after I saw that, I thought, you know, every one of these people that was involved with this since early 2015, if not earlier than that, 
They need to be all thrown in jail. I don't care no, who no, they no, are. No, 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 no. They oh, need to be hung. They need oh, to be hung. Oh, that's even better. Except for one thing, though. The reason why I say they need to be thrown in jail is so they only have one slice of bread a day and enough water to wash it down and rot. At least they will get a taste of the suffering they inflicted upon their fellow human beings. Hanging them not much of is a, nice. Not much, of, it, not much of a taste for what they've dispensed, but go ahead. Yeah. Uh, hanging them is, is a nice, quaint way of doing it, but they're not going to suffer enough. Oh, well, no, no, hold it. You, I, didn't, I didn't get into specifics on that. <laughs> and this was given to me by one of our Canadian friends down here. And oh, we were talking okay. about this at lunch one day. And she, and I said, hang. She said, oh, no, 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 no. First, you hang their children in front of them. Then Ooh. you hang the spouse. And then you hang the perpetrator. That sends a message, and it stops the bloodline. You know what? I like their style. I like their thinking. Well, really it's, the only, it's not. Well, you know the thing is, Francine. It's not. I don't think like that, but they do, and that's the only well, thing you, they've yeah, shown us. True. They understand, and I want them to damn sure understand this time. Well, well, we see. We can co-op their stuff, and I'm going to co-op one of their little sayings. All right, never again, never again, slavers, never again. <laughs> I, well, I, I'd have to agree because, quite frankly, they've been sadistic all this time. So, almost since time immortal, yep. uh, it's been yep. absurd. Yeah. So, well, yeah, you can go back and you can take all this stuff we learn here, all these legal things. You can take them right back to the New Testament and plug them right into that time, and they're all valid. Mm, crazy, I'll tell you what. Oh, and by the way, in parting, and have a great weekend. What's left of it? I'll have lime, coconut, and pineapple with my uh, corona and the variants thereof. Okay. Fantastic. Okay, Francine. Well, i got a couple other folks hanging here, and I don't want to leave them out to dry, so nice to talk with you. Good luck on your little spot out there. It sounds like you're in a pretty good spot compared to an awful lot of people, okay? I guess Francine left. Okay, who's next, Sam? Oh, not Murr. <laughs> not Murr. Yeah, Sam, let me skip skip line here so I can tell you he has lined up uh, for the DND do not detain incident there with Lisa. Um, but you know, I just wanted to ask if you want to play it, and if you do, you know, now oh, yeah. or get love... your get your other callers first. But he let me jump in okay. here to say that. So okay, it, it great. runs for about seven minutes, six to seven minutes. Okay. Okay. Good. Thanks for the time frame. Mm-hmm. Now, how are you doing up there? How are you oh, doing? Oh, I'm up good. There? It's warmer today. I think my poor little kitty's dying now. Uh-oh. He's probably about 16 years old, but the cold really oh, got yeah. to him. I had him right with me, but what? he just went downhill pretty quick. He's he's just sleeping and stuff, but he won't eat. He'll he'll drink when I give him some water. So, anyhow, oh, that's that's life, I guess. Had yep. me clear it my happens. sinuses with crying over him. <laughs> right, right. You sure get attached. Eh? Animals, especially when you've had them for a long time. That's for yeah. sure. Well, I don't have them. I don't have them anymore. I go love on other people's animals. Yeah. So if you want to take your callers or or do that first, whichever, yeah. I'm going to get okay. off. Thanks. Well, Bye-bye. all right. I'll see how many got lined up there, Murr. Thanks all for right. jumping to the head of the line, and thanks Sam for letting you do it. And who else is on the line, Sam? We got how many?
Okay, we've talked to Sheldon before. If you get this clip that Murr was talking about, you've got that to play? Okay, fantastic. I'll, I'll yank your chain when we're going to do it. Let's talk to Sheldon, see what kind of challenges Sheldon's had lately. How you doing, sir? Hey, Sheldon. Well, I got stopped. I finally got stopped, and it went pretty well. Good. Well, you want to tell us about it? Yeah, I do. I can barely hear you. I'm on a borrowed phone. Uh, I was driving. We're up here in the, the sticks, and we had a bunch of curves, and it says 25 miles an hour right in the middle of them, but nobody slows down until you get that straight shot pipe into the city. And then there's one of those little flashing things that tells you your speed, right? Yeah. So halfway, it's halfway in between me and it. And there's the sheriff there, and I didn't see him. He pops his cherry, and I look around. There's nobody else but me. Well, it must be me. So I pull over. He, uh, I got a bunch of snow on my bumper because that's what we do up here. And sure. I always pack a the snow in there on that plate, you know. So he says, uh, you're being audio, video, recorder, license, registration, and insurance. And is there a plate underneath that snow? And I said, yeah. And I told him where I lived. So he takes the card back, gets in his rig. And it's kind of brisk up here, so I put the window up. I lean over to turn on the heater, and this is taking a little bit longer than I'm telling you, but it, it was really quick. And I see some movement, and I look, and he's out of his car already. He's walking back to me, and he says, you know, we have some people up here walking around, not too much today, but you're 10 miles over in a 25-mile-an-hour zone. Uh would you please slow down for us? And uh, your tabs are almost three years back. Uh, when you get around to it, would you please get some tabs for us? And that us part, I'm thinking he meant is in U.S., the corporation. And I said, yeah, okay. And uh, he said, okay, well, have a good day. We shook hands. And all this took place while I wasn't wearing my seatbelt. How about that? Congratulations, Sheldon. Well, that's power. I'm just letting you know. I got two more quick things, if uh, I may, please. Sure. Okay, well, on the give them to us quick, because I'm going to play you another one of those on the air here in just a second. Okay, so go ahead. Okay, on the declaration, where you look, actually, look on the Secretary of State's page, it says, uh, uh, per Section 302 of public law, uh, I actually put that in between... Uh, uh, adjust your actions accordingly and the actual thing. So not only am I asking them to take care of it, I'm giving them their own instructions to do that. And right. Is that 302? Is that a national oath total allegiance to a small estate? Uh, it's the one that's right. It's three sentences above the declaration on the bottom of the page. Okay. You want to tell so us what it says? Yeah, I don't have it in front of me. It probably okay. is there, but it's a big bold letters. All right. Good okay. enough. Well, you know, that that can't hurt. It just, but we put out a very simple sample uh, declaration for people to file. And the the simpler you can keep it, the better you are off. I, I, you know, the more statements that you make, the more opportunity you give somebody to confront you on it. So simpler, yeah. less, the better. I heard you on your radio ranch about people adding things, but I figured I had one sentence of their own sentence. I didn't figure yeah, it could that's hurt. Okay. No, that's okay. And another, obviously, it's, uh, obviously, it's fine. 
Another thing about the cards is that card's pretty precious. So I give a little hint to everybody. And if your document forging skills aren't up to par, you can do this anyway. Take your card to UPS or Kinko's, ask for photo paper, do both yep. sides, yep. cut it good, roll yep. them together, laminate it. And when they laminate it, heat it twice. Put one of those in each vehicle along with two copies of your declaration. Yep. yep. Well, you know, down here when we get we get people out of the country, Sheldon, you know, and uh, newbies especially, and they move down here, and about the first thing we tell people, go to the copy shop, get your passport and your whatever uh, local documents, get them photographed in color, get them laminated, and leave your passport and the documents at home. Because if you get those lost or stolen, it can really be a chore, Okay. Okay, and uh, the next to final thing is I took out two ads, one in guns and one in real estate because I didn't want to put it with puppies. And uh, this uh, circulates, circulates four states. And in a two-week period, I only got two calls. One of those was a no-show. So I'm trying hard up here, but I can't okay. get a lot of people bored. Well, you know, just in your day-to-day -day activities, and the simplest way we've ever found is to present the equivocation backwards. In other words, you're talking to somebody and go something like, did you know there was two different political statuses in the country? Or you could rephrase that in a form of a question this way and say, are you a citizen of the United States or are you a citizen of the United States of America? Well, when they use... You know, here's another example. When you use the term resident, are are you assigning a geographical or a political legal definition of that word? So you ask questions and you present the equivocation to them. If they're interested, they'll bite. Right. Well, what I hear them with is, uh, do you by chance know that you're a dual citizen? That stops them cold. Everybody thinks well, I'm that, talking that, to somebody behind the shoulder. That's a good one, too, especially if you've got a copy of that Certificate of Non-Citizen Nationality, the State Department Policy document, and you can show them where they've got dual citizenship, okay? Dual political status is a better way to put it. And then when you do that, you ask them the four questions. Did you know you had okay. a dual political status? No. Has anyone ever asked you if you're a national? No. Has anyone ever asked you if you're a citizen of the United States or a national? No. If not, why not, when it shows right here that they're the same thing? And for uh, Murr, I know RBN can't afford it. Somebody who's got deep pockets, I got a T-shirt idea. The back, across the shoulders, you have in big words, freedom. And then down below that, you say, looks like this. And then on the front of the shirt, you have a big D-N-D, and below that, you have point zero nine. Ooh. Ooh, that's good. That's good, Sheldon. Well, well maybe, maybe Tom did. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Okay, buddy. Thanks for calling in, Sheldon. Glad for you had the success with your traffic stop and continued success with your endeavors, okay? Okay, take care. See you later, man. Who's next, Sam? Next victim. Oh, good grief. You're kidding me. Mr. Beaner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. And I'm telling All you right. that Murr, we we love her, but she stole my thunder. I've got that clip. I can I play know. it, but she We're already play it. she beat me to the punch. I was well, on hold while she was uploading it. 
Mer, you know, Mer likes to do stuff like that. So we're grateful yeah. to both of you. And we're going to end up the program here in a minute playing this. So seven minutes, is it, Paul? Yeah, it's about seven minutes. Okay. We'll end anybody uh, anybody yeah. else that's in Jitsi that wants to speak up and say hello, you better do it now or forever. Oh, your we got our whole bunch on there. Hi, guys and gals. Oh, that's a whole crowd. Oh, man. Come on, guys. Now, Hi, Roger. Got- Hi. All right. Hey, Roger. Hey, Brett. <laughs> well, you guys are just too much. I, I, I got some wonderful folks. I got some wonderful students, and the people that are attracted to this message inevitably turn out to be just absolutely rock solid people. And you've got a relationship with them, and you meet them on this level. So you've got a base level way to communicate with each other, and all the other stuff seems to be insignificant when you connect on this level. It's my experience. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, we've got some great people and and just the years and years of experience um and and knowledge. It's there is not a day that I cannot uh, set foot in that room, ask a question, and there is either somebody that has knowledge about it or curious <laughs> enough people, curious enough people that will go and research it just because they right. think it might be fun to know. Right. Well, they're my extension. You know, they're like my my extra arms and legs because I don't do all that stuff anymore. But the new students that come in, they're trying to validate and verify and learn and all that stuff. And they dig down and find us all kinds of juicy little night crawlers. Mm-hmm. Yep, they sure do. So... So great deal. Uh, well, thanks to you and the and the group for joining us. I, I hope you gotten nothing. You guys don't get on a regular basis, but uh, uh, you know these RBN shows cast a little different net and reach a few different audience folks and this, that, and the other. So, but you, you know, you guys are just very special to me, as I tell you so often. Yep. Yep, for sure. And that, and now well, and the ones of you that are going out and trying to spread this material. You understand why now a little bit better, don't you? Well, I I think we figured it out with the Sarah testimonial. I mean, that's big. Stopping uh, CPS dead in their tracks in five minutes. You don't hear anybody extricating their children from CPS, folks. I have uh, at least one family member that went head to head with CPS no because because she started a job and she left my nephew at a babysitter and her, the babysitter's kids that were into wrestling they were wrestling with this toddler and uh, they pulled like uh, part of his ear away from his oh. head oh and the babysitter freaked out, called CPS, and accused my family member of doing it. And it was, I'm, I got to think it was either six or nine months before they got that kid back. There's, there's eight million stories in the naked city. Yeah, and that's just one. Sarah makes two, Lisa makes three. One at a time, we're going to well, get this back. 
Well, here in a minute, we're just going to play this, and let me. I'm going to uh, change and get this last caller and make sure we got a little time. But uh, I want to be sure and play this latest one from Lisa for the audience. Her words, her call in, her testimony. Okay. So thank you, Paul, for getting that done and getting it, Sam. Okay. Um, well, Mur did it. She stole my son. Okay. Well, who, whoever, whoever did it. Thank you. Okay. I've got it cute. I was going to play it live, but. That's okay. Well, that's okay. Yeah, Sam will play it right off the right off the originating stream here. So thank you. Thanks, everybody. I'll see you all tomorrow on our little group, okay? Okay, Rod. Now, I should, in, I should invite the audience, if any of you don't join us over there, we're, we stream live 11 to 1 on Eurofolk Radio, E-U-R-O, Eurofolkradio.com, and also on Paul's network, radio.globalvoiceradio.net. And uh, we got an open forum over there. People can ask questions, participate, discuss, etc. So you're welcome to come join us over there. Just listen on Eurofolk. Who's the last caller there, Sam? Danny, man, I'll tell you, it's like old home week around here on the last segment. Hey, Danny. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How about you? Yeah, er- earlier you were telling a little bit of a story about the uh, events with the Thai royal family and, and the shot and stuff. Right, right. Uh, did you get that from email I sent you earlier today, or did you that just uh, no, I I, I, I caught it last night over on sgtreports.com. And he's got a doctor on there that talks about these antibodies in egg yolks. And Tom Callender, the attorney out of Denver, that has let the, let, lifted the carpet open on not only Switzerland, but this really important one in Thailand. Because they, they can negate the contract due to fraud and start a military tri- tribunal that's got international reach. Well, yeah. Uh, well, what I sent you, I forwarded you a, a newsletter from uh, Cliff High. Okay. Yeah, Cliff Hives. I hear he was talking about. Right. Okay. Well, I I didn't see it, Danny. Would you send it to me again? Because I just didn't see it. Well, it's about two o'clock Central Time today, so it shouldn't be too far back. I don't. Well, you know, I've been been I've been out all afternoon. I might not even seen it. So go ahead. I didn't check my emails. But it's not too very long. A few paragraphs, but some really interesting uh, things at the end about strange rumors going around in Thailand. Right. And if I could just read this, it'd probably be the clearest if I just read this over to you. That'd be well, okay. If you got time, I just want to make sure we got enough time to play this actuality from Tuesday, so if you can get through it fairly quick. Yeah, just yeah I think so. High, give us the high points of it, Danny. Paraphrase. Well, yeah, well, I don't think I can do that too well, but it's not all that long. Okay. It seems right. that the Thai royal family had a princess who was a good global citizen. She took three right. of the Pfizer shots. She went into right. a coma a while back. Right. The Thai royal family was, or is, distressed. Investigations were ordered. The distress of the royals was increased by the reports coming back from their investigators. It seems that Pfizer apparently did no safety studies in on the shot shortly thereafter. Thailand canceled the COVID contracts with Pfizer on the basis of fraud. Right. It may be expected all this has taken weeks. The investigators are still at work. Uh, as this is a giant global scam with uh, many threads traced back to sources. People known to me for decades as living as expat Americans in Thailand. Two of them are outstanding, though, uh, outstanding investigators, though now retired into a different life. One worked for over 30 years as a U.S. Naval officer. The last 15 would 
of which was involved in criminal fraud cases. The other was an investigator for the Washington State Patrol, again, criminal investigators. Both are in resident in Bangkok. These last few years, my ex-Navy friend is a serious linguist concentrating on seven Asian languages. That's how I know him. And he's got rumors. They have revealed to me that several different sources are reporting to them that something, a really big something, is disturbing the Bangkok underworld. My guys have contact with it through a couple of martial arts dojos. Both are hearing the same rumors, disturbance in the force kind of rumors. The rumor to not listen to says that assassins are being recruited out of very deep holes in the martial arts world. Me, I would not want to have this logo on my letterhead as an executive, and that's followed by the Pfizer logo. Yep. Well, there's no telling. It's a day-by-day deal. They're getting exposed on every level, and, of course, that's good for us. But on the other side, it makes them uh, more desperate. And when they get desperate, they got a lot of power and a lot of influence, and there's no telling what they'll do when they're backed into a corner. So, Danny, it's a day-by-day deal. All we try and do is get people free and as solid as they can be for whatever's coming. And none of us have got a crystal ball. Danny, thanks for calling in. That's a good report. I'll see you over on our home show. I want to reserve the rest of our time so Sam's got time to play this uh, story from Lisa in California, okay? Okay, good. All right, thank you, buddy. We'll see you around. Appreciate the input. Sam, why don't you get that thing started, and we'll just take it to the end, okay? And you can just whip the, uh, whip the outro after the end of this, and I'll see you all next week. Hey, Roger. Yes. This is Lisa from California, and I wanted to give an update on um, an incident or an occurrence that happened Friday. So my husband and I, we were traveling home, and they, there was um, a sobriety checkpoint. So everybody's in line, you know, waiting to come to the officer that's on the side of the road for him to ask the um, travelers for their driver's license car registration and insurance so when they get to my car my husband is driving they ask for those three items and i say we do not have a driver's license but here is our passport card which you have suggested that people get as a form of id so when we handed it over to the officer these are sheriffs by the way um, they escorted us off to an out-of-sight area because we didn't comply with providing our driver's license. Once we get over to the side of the road, and again, it's out of sight, and it's this big sting op- operation. I, I can tell you there's probably over 300 officers on the side of the road, and they have paddy wagons, and they, they were going to make a ton of money that night. Is, is this in California? This is in California. Okay. So when, so when we get escorted off to the side of the road, another officer comes to the window and says, I need your driver's license. I said, we do not have one. Here is our passport card. So then I hand him my affidavit, my one paragraph affidavit out of the glove compartment that I keep showing where I'm a national. He then takes the paper, goes back to his car, does whatever he does, calls. He's probably gone for about 15 minutes. He comes back. He's a little confused. He talks about some code he saw. He didn't express. He didn't explain what it is. He just said he never saw it before. 
Now, because the environment was a little hostile, I didn't go into well, what it what is it that you see, what it, don't you see? I didn't go into all that. I just said, okay. Was it said, D? One of the- is it was it uh-huh. D N D? He didn't say. He was just confused. Okay. So, like I said, because of the environment, we were off to the side. It was at night after eight o'clock. I didn't want to get into you know like I, I understand totally. I I, yeah, I didn't want to extend the um, encounter longer than it needed to be. So he says he comes back, like I said, confused. He throws out some kind of code. I don't remember exactly what he said. He said, are you one of those sovereign citizens? Oh, boy. I said, I said absolutely not. <laughs> I said, we are nationals. I said, if you look at the affidavit, we are nationals. And I said, and by the way, your sheriff's department has been, notif- has been um, noticed. I said, the police department has been noticed and the um the attorney attorney general has been noticed i said and then so he gives back the passport card and he said well you know you have to have a driver's license in order to drive in california i said that's not true but we're not going to go into all that right here and now and then and if you wouldn't have had whatever if this wouldn't have been uh or legit we would have took your car and it, it was going to go into another direction so i chose to be quiet but I believe that if we would have said we didn't know the difference between a sovereign citizen and a national, they could have uh, arrested us because it was like they were fishing. They didn't see any of our information. I believe that because he didn't know where we were from. Other than the notarized paperwork has the city um, in which I am from. Because I noticed because of where I travel, I noticed three different cities. I, I did, um, or counties rather, I did San Diego County, I did Riverside County and Los Angeles County, just because those are the areas that I frequent. Right. And I didn't want to, you know, run into any problems like a previous caller I had heard on the phone about her traveling into an area and then she, nobody was noticed. That was Judy. So he gave yeah. Yes. So I gave back, the, he gave back the passport card and said, have a good, have a good evening. We didn't have to show a driver's license. We didn't have to show a car registration, and we did not have well, to show um, I, our, our um, uh, driver's Lisa, registration or insurance. If I if I could get my arms around, I'd give you a big hug and a kiss. Okay. And it's only because of you, Roger. It's only because of you. You said know the information, know the information, and so I want to thank you again for all the hard work you do, and it, it's catching on because after that, I go online to try to figure out. Because um, I know someone, uh, or there may be rumors going around saying that um, the Supreme Court passed a law in January telling count, um, telling people they didn't have to um, have a driver's license. So I went looking for it, and I ran across this site that does an apologetic piece on, and they use the word sovereign citizen. So right there, I know that they're trying to entrap people right. into thinking what we're doing is what that is. But they're using right. the same point that we use to argue um, for our national status. So I thought that was interesting. So they are going about trying to cover up um, this information and get people confused with those, those two terms. So thank you very much for And you let know, me tell you what, the- if, you, if you'd have been a David Strait or an Anna Von Wright student, you wouldn't have gotten through that like that. Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. Okay. And like what said, the, code, the code was that he came back to you with is D-N-D. Uh-huh. Do you know what that means? Do not detain. Correct. 
and yeah. that we've we've seen some videos around where this has been applied and worked, but it's first time in our with our circle here on our show that somebody's gone through this experience with a person. Thank you. See you next week. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.